Welcome to Co-op Mode. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, from beautiful Savage, Minnesota, and joined, as always, by my man on the coast, uh, where things happen that few talk about, Mark the Canardian Carabin. I'm curious to, to know what happens that people don't talk about. That's uh, You have me intrigued. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good, Mark. Just, just in reference to an article about th- things that washed up on beaches in 2021. And I think the area where you lived, it was like, we saw these weird things. I'm like, yeah, it's appropriate. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, it's pretty common for like whales and sharks and shit. But like, I'd, I'd love to know what else washed up. You should send me that. That'd be Almost like a jellyfish that had a fish inside it, so it was kind of like a weird window view. And then there was like this other weird, like a bullnose shark was washed up. They had some, they just just some interesting looking things. And I'm like, oh, nothing, no, nothing no. washes up on my river behind my house, <laughs> we, except we for like maybe a spare body. Uh, oh, gross! A um, couple of uh, what are the, the massive the sunfish or whatever? Yeah, called, like the big things. Like yeah, a couple of those washed up. Uh, there's one like last spring, summer, early summer that, that washed up. That was, that was kind of gnarly. Um, but yeah, we, we get, yeah, decent amount of weird stuff. There's a Portuguese man of war that kind of washed up. It was like, Ooh. we don't have those up here. Where are you, where'd you come from, man? Um, yeah. <laughs> so you, you never know what you're going to find in the ocean. It's, it's all fun. Well, you're first, you're, you're the first stop if the Kaiju come to North America. So watch out, <laughs> be, be safe. They come from the, the water, you know, those, those ancient aliens and, and, uh, creatures that come from the depths, but you know, we're not here to talk Sad about, and they're not going to have much, too many, like really tall buildings to mash. It's like, just, no. you know, the, there's not, nothing really fun. They're going to have to keep going for that might know, be for the best. Be yeah. Yeah. We'll just give them a drink and head them on their way. They'll be fine. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so here's some poutine. Have some fun. <laughs> That's it. Toronto's that way. See you, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. luck. Oh, well. Well, <laughs> this is going to be a different episode. Um, we are here to talk about our annual gaming awards. They're the couchies. It's what we always do. I think this is year number three, Mark, I believe. At least, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think this is uh, three. It, yeah, and I splurged on our uh, design budget this year, Mark. It, so those who are watching behind me, man, these graphics weren't cheap, but uh, we are ready to go. We're on the red carpet, and we are ready to talk about – it's basically – it's like a year in review plus re- rewarding and admonishing those things that happened in the year of 2021, which I would say is a step above 2020 for most people. Yeah, I think so. 2020 was was – See, it's like 2020 ended on a bang with the new consoles and stuff, but we didn't really get to enjoy them properly until this year. So this year was was really cool games-wise, but hardware-wise, like last year was like the big like, let's get excited. So when, you know, we'll, when we'll get to it later, like favorite hardware of the year, I actually had to stop and think for a second, like, mm-hmm. man, this was so easy last year. What do I pick? And I mean, there's the you know, the, the obvious like, oh, well, Switch came out with the OLED, but is that like my favorite? Like it was a cool upgrade and I sure. did it because like it, it didn't cost too much for the upgrade. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was a good year overall, though. Tamagotchi came back, I think. Wasn't that a big thing? <laughs> there was a, an, at least an R2-D2 <laughs> Tamagotchi that came out, wasn't there? Yeah, uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, we'll get we'll kick this bad boy off. And we'll start off by saying 
this uh, year, we are dedicating uh, the couchies to our good friend, Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru. Um, we lost him this year. And uh, Mark, we had him on the show, I-, I think, in October. It was one of the last podcasts he did of 2019. And we always thought we would have him back. And, uh, well, he, he's, he's not with us in, in body, but he is in our spirits, in our, in our, our souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, um, coming off a couple of years of, of pretty heavy losses for me. Uh, Bobby's was, um, extra, I don't, I, I don't want to say extra hard after losing all my grandparents and stuff, but it was, uh, it, it just hit that much more. And, uh, there's like not a day goes by that I don't think of like, man, I'd love to talk to Bobby about this or man, I wonder what he'd think of this or man, I'd love to talk to him about this movie or this game or just say hi or whatever. And it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things, man. It's, um, it's just an everyday kind of thing. So yeah, Bobby, we're thinking of you and, uh, thinking of you for this game time. And and it's, it's funny too. Like, you know, now that it's, it's almost a year, which is crazy. Um, but you know, I'm at that point now where I'm kind of like thinking of like ways that I probably would have pissed him off this year too. Like some of the funny stuff, you know, (laughs) you can kind of hear that like, Cameron, come on, what are you doing? Or, uh, you know, so we'll have, we'll have at least one award named in honor of Bobby, uh, coming up and that's going to be the hot trash in the summer award. So get ready for that one. But, uh, yeah, this one's, this one's going out to Bobby. Yeah, if uh, you hadn't been insulted by Bobby, you weren't really one of his friends. Exactly. If you didn't try to get under his skin, man, you never really had too much fun podcasting because he was he was so much fun to try to throw off. That was like my favorite thing was just because he was so professional too, right? Uh, and everything like he was just so good. And if you could if you could like throw him off, or if I could throw him off anyway, like that was one of my things was like, okay, what can I say that's gonna stop him in his tracks and just like make him chuckle or call me an idiot? And that was like my favorite thing. So uh yeah. I loved being the official troll of if we ran Nintendo, where I would constantly tell them how long it took for them to actually start talking about the show. And uh yeah, they they would always comment on me and call me the troll. Exactly. Got to love it. Yes. So, um, Bobby, we miss you, man. That's all I can say. Um, I don't think there's anything more to say than we wish you were here. Um, So I guess we'll go on to news, Mark. So we talk about like the biggest news stories of 2021. It seems like this (laughs) a lot of these things like didn't they already happen? Was it just yesterday or that happened like three years ago, didn't it? But here we are. So what was yours? Biggest news story. So yeah, the, the biggest news story is a difficult one to talk about because it's it's usually the most recent stuff that's top of your mind. And I was trying to rack my brain around like what what was the most surprised I've been this year? What was what was that top of the list? And I it, two came to mind: Metroid Dread being announced and dropped so quickly, and the Halo multiplayer beta early drop. Like it's available now. You're playing this weekend. Like. Let's go. Um, so they were they were kind of the two for me, and I think uh, I don't know which one probably surprised me more. I know I have in the show notes I have the the Halo multiplayer written, <clears throat> but now thinking about it, like I actually think Metroid may have surprised me more. 
Like just the way that they just like rolled it out. It's available in a few weeks. Here you go. Here's everything you've been waiting for. Uh, check if Joey Ferris is okay and get the pre-orders done. Like that was, that was amazing to me. So yeah, that was, that was pretty shocking. What was, what was yours? Well, I will say though, you're, you're absolutely right about Metroid because that was a game. The name obviously has been bounced around for years, but we had no clue they were going back to make a 2d Metroid game. And we knew prime was coming. We thought we might get the trilogy, but yeah, that that's just, it, it, that's was great. You know, it's not like dropping a logo and maybe three years we'll get the game because that's not gone well. <laughs> so doing it that way is the perfect way. I wish more games were announced and dropped like that. Yeah. And we still don't have anything on Metroid prime Four. We don't have anything on like a trilogy re-release or even individual re-releases from the trilogy. And there, there've been so many rumors about those that for this to go completely unrumored, I'll make up a word right now. Cause I, I don't know how else, but like completely under the radar, everyone's expecting, Oh, are we going to hear about Metroid prime? We saw the logo. It's been this many thousand days since we saw the logo. We got to see something we got to, And then they just drop this and it's a full game and it's ready in it like a few weeks. And it's like, where did that come from and how did you do that without anyone getting wind of it? Like it was, it was an amazing kind of uh, surprise. Yeah. Please do more of that in 2022. We love it. Um, so one of my news stories is kind of a split. So I want to say something that's uh, unfortunately, both of these are kind of negative. One is just the fact that it's hard to get anything these days, food, cars, you're in the car business, Mark, you know what's going on. Um, not being able to find hardware still. Hardware not being on the shelf. I've yet to see in the wild a Series X or a PS5. I have seen Series S's in the wild, but that's it. Mm. OLEDs, I haven't seen an OLED in the wild, and it's just still disheartening. Um, I mean, I remember when I was acquiring PS5s, and I even acquired a, a Series X uh, that I ended up not needing, so I ended up canceling the pre-order for people, and I didn't realize how important now that was to get people PS5s. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, and for anyone still stuck, uh, who's it? Wario sixty four in the states. Mm-hmm. He's, I think a good one to follow. Oh yeah, uh, there's L Babbins and Game Deals Canada on Twitter. Set the notifications, guys. Uh, I see them go up all the time, and that's how I got uh, my pre order. That's how I got my brother's PS five pre order. I've notified friends. You usually have. For a lot of restocks, you have a lot of uh, at least a little window, but I've been seeing like you have to have those notifications on your phone because I've been seeing them go up low quantities. Low qu- Today, the day we're recording this, I saw a PS5 disc version go up. I can't remember the store, but I remember uh, Al Babbins tweeted that one out and said, PS5 disc version, take your chances, good luck. Low qual- quantities, but they're there. Uh, and I, I can't remember, like I said, the store, but they they do happen it's just really tough yeah series x was the same way because i'm i've i've regretted just spoiler regretted getting the series s i really should have gotten the series x just because of many many things that the series x can do the series s is great it's just for me being an avid gamer and how i get my games and things like that i'm running into some problems with storage and and not being able to do 4k so it's kind of like so i'm thinking about trading in my series s uh, or selling it to someone, you know, below 300 bucks or whatever, um, and getting it. And yeah, Best, Best Buy had it up for a little bit. They had a queue, and then it was gone. I'm like, oh, okay. So I may be waiting as well. Right. 
Yeah. So good luck, everyone. Yeah. To Mark's point, uh, notifications. Uh, if you find one, tr- you know, see if your friends need one and help them out. Don't scalp. Um, the next, uh, you know, companion piece is a little bit different. This is about humans and the fact that being in video games right now largely sucks. There's not a lot of corporations and, and development companies, publishers, they're doing the right thing by their employees. Specifically, I would say females, uh, representation, uh, people of color, uh, LGBTQ. Um, it's been kind of like an old boys club. And I think it's finally light has been shown in the dark recesses of it because brave people have come out to tell their story to journalists who are listening and these aren't just, you know, small, uh, small publications. These are the New York Times. Uh, these are, um, this is, you know, the state of California is suing Activision. There's, there's, there's yeah. heavily involvement in this. And we're hearing more and more companies are losing. Uh, these companies are also losing people now because of that. It's because it's an unsafe work environment, unfair work environment. You don't get promoted and you're going to treat it, be treated unfairly. So, um, you know, Activision, Ubisoft, um, you know, we heard, you know, we are hearing all these things about Quantic Dream. Uh, Hashtag, you know, I'm uh, sure Blackout Star Wars Eclipse, by the way, got to absolutely. I, I talked about it the last episode. I talked about it on Holocron Chronicles, but, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and do you I'm see that, good. uh, Riot Games, Mark just settled a hundred million dollars. Because of all of their wow. problems that they had, yeah. So it's that. coming to fruition, yeah. So I think it's a matter of time before we start seeing union labor, you know, unionized gaming labor to help make those workplaces fair and equitable. And we did just get the first uh, video game developer union in the states, didn't we? Uh, within mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they're they're I they're just kicking it off. Yeah. yeah. I, I really and I know I, the. I, I wish I uh, wrote yeah. it down uh, who it was and, and more details, but uh, we we decided to focus on the awards instead of the, the the actual news and stuff for this week. So my apologies there, but uh, it is seeming to move forward in hopefully a good direction. Absolutely, and by all means, if you want to speak up and support those, uh, do the best you can by calling them out, uh, calling out uh, your representatives if they have a say in how those companies are ran, uh, especially if they get subsidies, things like that. Taking those away from those companies and letting the boards know, firing leadership and hiring the right leadership, best thing you can do. Yeah. All. Right. So, Mark, we get into some more fun categories. So the first fun category, I would say, is favorite hardware. This isn't necessarily, you know, a new system or something that came out. Just gaming is a lot of hardware. It's accessories, all the fun things that make you smile when you buy something that's not $300 or $500. (laughs) So what was it for you? Uh, so I, I kind of spoiled this one earlier. I said the Switch OLED comes to mind. And I really enjoy the Switch OLED. It just, it's not... It's not a Switch Pro, right? It's not new on the inside. Yes, it's shiny and new on the outside, but I play a lot of Switch docked. So it's, uh, you know, I it, like today I was playing Ollie Ollie, was it Ollie Ollie World, which is Ollie Ollie mm-hmm. 1 and 2 combined. I love those games. I've played them before, but uh, playing them on Switch on the OLED uh, was was great today. It was really fun. And I, I put about an hour into that uh, earlier today. So um I love the Switch OLED. It's fun. It's it's a nice little mid-step refresh for the Switch. Um, but I have to go with, I think, Microsoft Xbox uh, Design Lab controllers. I was waiting on these. I was this close to getting 
uh, an Xbox One Design Lab controller, and I kept going back to it and redesigning and being like, oh, man, I want this, I want this. And uh, we had so much fun with our contest. Uh, we... You know, we we just it was it was so much fun with the design lab, and they're they're still changing it. Uh, they've had rubberized grips now, so I kind of want to order another one, which is ridiculous because I still love my first one. But uh, design lab controllers, man, they're they're so much fun. They're so personalized, and for me, the Xbox Series controller is probably the best controller on the market, like standard control. I'm not talking like the super $300 uh, pro expert controllers. As far as standard controllers or like cheaper third parties or anything like that, no one makes anything t- for me that can touch the uh, the series controller. So you throw uh, some, some fun customization on that and uh, Xbox Design Lab just can't be beat. I do like those controllers. I just have had bad connectivity problems with PC and some other things. So if they get that fixed, it's, yeah, it's a hell of an entry-level controller uh, by all means. I mean, DualSense is my favorite. I just, what it does is so much more so than just getting the sticks right. So, um, and I know you haven't had a chance to really dig into it, um, but um, I, I would love to see Xbox venture into some of those areas too because they have such a great platform and, and, and standard and they do their Elite series is, you know, just even, you know, even better. It's something that PlayStation lacks. And uh, yeah, so Xbox has definitely nailed it. And you know, the fun part about the design lab is we had our contest with uh, Sean Nias's kids and still waiting to, to hopefully got, they got good grades. So they get those controllers designed. <laughs> and uh, I think in, I keep hinting at this, but in 2022, I think we'll, we'll have something to offer um, our, our community from the design lab. Yeah. What, uh, what about you? What was your favorite hardware? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so th- the thing that I got that I was really excited about was um, I've done cloud gaming through Xbox with a clip. I've done a few other different things, but I'm like, you know, I, it's clunky. Don't always our controller. It really made me mad when I was on vacation and I took it with me and I, the batteries I brought were bad. And I was at my aunt's. So I'm not going to like bother her for batteries. So I essentially couldn't use a controller. So I was so mad. But so I'm like, you know what? I've heard some really good things about the backbone, about other things, Razer Kishi. Well, now that I'm back in Android land, um, I invested in a Razer Kishi, which there's one for iOS as well. Um, but backbone is truly for, for iOS. Um, and man, the Razer Kishi is awesome. It connects by USB-C. So there's no like wireless connection you have to worry about. Just connects indirectly, has a, has a, uh, a port so you can still charge which is nice, and it does have a pass-through for um, if you've got a wired headset, but nobody has wired headsets anymore. So, um, yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's awesome, Mark. It has really cool... Uh, it just It's almost like I wish the Switch had... You know, they, they opted for larger... Because it's essentially Joy-Cons that just yeah. stretch and add on. So it's something that the Switch could definitely do, which is just add bigger sticks, bigger things that are more form factors that I've wanted. So, mm-hmm. But it's awesome, for and it worked great. I was playing Forza Horizon 5 on the cloud, and it ran great, and it controlled great. And I'm like, this is great. And I think I got it, like, for 45 bucks. So if you if you really want to, you know, have something, and it's, and it's compact. It's super small. Once again, you don't have to worry about charging it. So it's even better. So you could toss in your backpack, mark like for yourself, take it to work. Yeah, really you'd be good. good to go. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend you guys look into that if you're really interested in cloud gaming, because uh, it's it's actually a lot of fun. Or just gaming at your bed, like you know, at night, and you don't want to have to worry about taking a controller up to your room. And that's uh, speaking of that, that's exactly why I went with Ali Ali. 
today is because I didn't want to get the clip out. I didn't want to attach it to the mm-hmm. Xbox controller. I there, there was some stuff that I, I wanted to play on Xbox, but we were watching TV at the time. And I was like, well, I have to play something handheld so I can cloud stream or I can grab my Switch. And it ended up being the Switch just because, like you said, it's clunky. But if I had a, yep. a backbone or a Kishi, then uh, that would solve that problem. So I, I might look into that. That might be a thing in uh, in 2021. Yeah, and the other thing is uh, people are probably so tired of hearing my journey against <laughs> the, the Joy-Cons and my Pro-Cons, but I found a set that's really fantastic. It's called the, the Binbok. They have a weird name. These are from China. Uh, they're not really descriptive, but these are basically Pro-Cons. Uh, they, are, they do everything but the, that the Joy-Cons do except for NFC. Everything else, uh, they're wireless, so they work in, independently. I know. I'm so mad because it, specifically, well, and I would say normally it's not a big deal, but when you're playing Metroid, yep. Metroid Dread and you need those stupid power-ups and shit because you're yeah. dying oh it was so mad i'm like so i gotta go back to the joy cons or i have to use or i have to go docked and use the pro controller which i love the pro controller by all means although mine stopped syncing because the little button broke on the inside oh, which no, makes me really? it. yeah so i have to wirelessly i have to wired uh connect it first unplug it and then do that so yeah oh, so that was not yeah it was a pain but still um but yeah i love these and they're like 45 bucks for the pair they have cool led settings they have big sticks uh and and triggers and buttons so and they have a c a d-pad too so really cool so it's really i enjoyed my uh oled with it a lot more than just with the joy cons so that was a a thing i really enjoyed so if you if you struggle with the joy cons physical ergonomics i definitely recommend something like this uh, I'm seeing more of these, not necessarily that, that, uh, sure. I think it's uh, Hori has uh, a set out and they're different designs, uh, with the switchpad pro. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Is it, there's split like pad Pac-Man pro. Sorry. Yeah. Pro. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I think it, so, um, there's, yeah, there's, I'm seeing them everywhere. Like they're, they're more common now, like just walking into, uh, like my, uh, there's a local place that I really enjoy that's sells like records and Funko pops and like some weird video game stuff. And, uh, and they have, um, those now and like Walmart and like just everywhere just like has, has like extra pro con. So it's, it's cool to see them out in more places and like people, it, it's kind of becoming an industry of like, you know, this is a demand, this is a need. So uh, here, here you go. So you're, you're not the only one I think that's feeling that frustrated with joy cons. Five years in, Mark, we thought they were going to do all these things with the Joy-Cons, and it's like, they're just like, no, we, can, we sell them. And we, red? Here you go. Exactly. We sell a billion of these things. Who cares? And we haven't even fixed what's wrong with them. No. no, no. You'll get yeah. your different shade of red, and you'll like it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. on the Joy-Con, eat it up. Sucker. You may not get it back if it breaks. (laughs) Oops. Oh, well. Um, Then another uh, category I added this year because I thought it would be fun to talk about, you know, not just the new games, but games that you're like, you know, I really want to get back to or someone recommended it to me and I want to recognize it. So uh, old games you finally beat in 2021. So, Mark, um, you and I shared one game. Yeah. Uh, so old games we finally beat. Uh, I'll start off with the one I don't think we're, we shared. Uh, that's the, uh, the Spyro trilogy. Um, so I, I think I talked about it on the show. My, my kid got really into uh, Skylanders Academy on Netflix. And he really liked, oh. in fact, the theme song from Skylanders Academy, I believe, if I can kind of vamp for a second, I believe it is uh, like number three on my most 
my most played track. Uh, no, sorry, number two on my most played track on Apple Music. Uh, Ooh, for year fancy so Har- harmony by Timbaland. Uh, yeah, number one is actually Old Man Emu by The Wiggles, uh, and number three is the Bluey theme song. So, um, dad life, yeah, dad life, dad life. Uh, thankfully, Simple Things by Teddy Swims, a real adult song by a person that is good. Uh, is number four. So there we go. Um, I, that's that's when we get into And then the rest are all like kid songs. Uh, no, I'm just joking. But there are a, such a ridiculous amount of kid songs. Anyway, he got really into Spy, uh, Spyro, Skylanders Academy. Um, so I decided, like I played some some Skylanders. Uh, I forget which one. I, I bought that like secondhand and was like, here, look at this. And uh, he didn't have a huge interest in that one, but he loved watching me play the Spyro trilogy. So it was a game that like I had for a bit, never got like super into, but this year I played the hell out of it. And he, uh, he kind of watched a bit. And even when he wasn't watching, I found myself playing this one. So it was a really good game to go back to and, and really see what was special about uh, these games that I, I kind of, for the most part missed. That's a great remaster. I mean, yeah. the, the cutscenes beautiful. Uh, the, that that had no right to be that good looking and that cleaned up. Yeah, yeah really, really solid. Uh, there were some things that you could tell. It was like, well, they don't make games like this for a reason. <laughs> they don't make you know this this mechanic isn't in new games for a very good reason. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it was a really, really solid remaster. Um, what, what about you? What were the games that we didn't have crossed over? And then we'll, we'll get to the, that last one. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, a game that I, I never know how to pronounce it. It's either Gris or Gris or Gris. <laughs> um, it's an independent game. Uh, came out in like 2018, I believe. All at once. Uh, I absolutely have to say them three times or it doesn't count. Um, this was a game that I had been interested in trying out because it looked so beautiful. And it's a very touching game, very limited in mechanics. Um, you have basically jumping. It's a platformer with some abilities you get later on in the game that just are very much about solving these puzzles and having a story that is essentially without any words spoken. It's through music, feel, and composition of the world, uh, very similar to Journey. There's other games like that. I think uh, you know that game company makes a lot of those just feel games, as I guess you call them, the feels. Mm-hmm. And this game just really, it, and I couldn't stop playing. And I'm like, I played it in one setting, and I never do that with a game, even if it's like three hours. I'm never just going to sit. And I did, and it's and it's a beautiful game. I think it's on Switch. I think it's on, I played on PC, um, but it's a wonderful game. It's beautiful and just very compelling um, from just the way they do narrative. Like I said, without a spoken word. So glad I, I'm glad I fin- finalized it. Yeah, finalized it. <laughs> I'm glad I could make it that very beautiful statement by using like compelling language. Like, yep, I executed the game. It is finished. <laughs> yes, yes. Good uh, job. And, yeah, and inside the, the other game, I talked about that earlier on this uh, on, on uh, in this year, and it was a game that you know lauded. It's by uh, you know a company that just does these type of very grim puzzle platformers. Once again, no no spoken words, but tells a story. And um, this one, I don't even know how to explain it. You're a little boy. You almost feel like you're a lost soul, and you go and you're like trying to an escape facility. And you die in gruesome ways, and you're just trying to escape. And it just, the ending makes no sense. I don't think anyone understands it, but it is worth the ride. 
I don't know if the ending really is satisfying, but it's the journey. Definitely. Right. Right. Excellent. So then the last one on our list that we both played, we both finally got to, I think after so much hype last year, game of the year and all that kind of stuff, uh, we both finally tackled Hades. Um, and this is one that, uh, again, last year, like completely wasn't really on my radar. But by the end of the year, you're hearing some buzz about it for like all the game of the year and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't really get to it until the new year and uh, definitely didn't beat it until the new year. And uh, holy crap, I love this game. I understand the praise. I understand the hype. And uh, this is just, yeah, it's it's uh, still getting recognition. It just, uh, what kind of award did this win? Uh, you, you One I know, but not... It won a not a Nova. Oh, it it, it won a uh, science fiction writing award. The Hugo was it a Hugo? That uh, yes, yes, it did. Just won a Hugo yeah. award. Won a so in twenty twenty one, it won a Hugo award. It won a Baf, two BAFTA awards and a Nebula award for game writing. Nebula, um, that's what I was thinking of too. Amazing, amazing. So, uh, oh wait, sorry, I might be mistaken with that one. It won uh, four BAFTA awards. Oh. Um, instead of the two that I mentioned, the Hugo Award, the Nebula Award, uh, British Academy Games Award, and uh, the Game Awards, uh, it won it won there too. So, uh, yeah, amazing, amazing game, and uh, I, I understand the hype. I'm so glad I got to it this year. Uh, kind of sad I missed out last year when like the hype was there and it was Game of the Year and all that kind of stuff. I wish I played it right there, but uh, happy to talk about it now here and uh, and give it some recognition. I did not beat it, but the charm of that game and dying is essential to the story. I mean, you don't develop the story if you beat it in one run. I mean, that would be pointless, right? Because it is really about the journey of the main character, the people he meets, the way the story unfurls. And it's very similar to the other games they've made. They made Bastion, they made Transistor, they made another game called Pyre. And they are known for their narrative and the way they change the narrative as you play, which is just fantastic. So, I mean, it's, it's once again, it's a hack and slash is best, uh, roguelike, but with, yeah. with story is really what sets it apart. Absolutely. And I think it's out on everything now. It was on Switch and PC for a long time, and then it's now uh, came to Xbox and PS4 four and five i believe in 2021 yeah Yeah, i think you're right yeah so mark we're gonna pivot into the disappointing part and as you've said this is named after bobby hot trash in the summer award as bobby would say something is and i want to clarify this isn't named after bobby this is no 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 it's bobby Bobby, uh, it's his he, most favorite so phrases, right? Would say yes. No, that's hot trash in the summer, and it, just that one line could dismiss a whole game. You could go on a ten-minute rant about how excited you were for a specific game or a trailer or whatever, and he would just shut that down with, "No, nah, that's hot trash in the summer," and it would be done. You would be just over. There's no comeback. <laughs> there's no fighting it. It's just. That was the word. So I couldn't, uh, we, we, we couldn't do this category without being like, you know what? They're hot trash in the summer. And uh, absolutely, that's what we're going to say about that. Absolutely. So this can be, we said most disappointing game, but it's really disappointing things in 2021 that we had, uh, either that you played or you experienced. So uh, yeah, Mark, 
Nintendo? I'll lead us off with this one again. Okay, yeah. So uh, my first one, not a game, uh, but the, the, the most disappointing thing for me, I think, was Nintendo not having enough N64 controllers so that everyone could order it. Like, this is tied into a subscription service. They should want more money. They doubled the price of the damn subscription service uh, for N64 and Sega games. The Sega games, I think, translate well enough that you can get away with a, a, a modern controller. But that N64 controller, like, crucial to this experience. And to to just, like, sell out in five minutes and then be like, I don't know, I guess we'll see you in 2022, you suckers. Like... I know there's chip shortages. I know there's manufacturing shortages. This might be one of those situations where they're like, we want a billion of these. And the manufacturer is like, we can do 10,000. Who knows, right? Like Nintendo might be pulling their hair out, but just the fact that it's frustrating and and we've really heard nothing since uh, is, is a big disappointment for me. So there's that. And then, you know, ongoing hardware issues across the industry. So it's not just N64 controllers. I know that's a very trivial, um, like first world problem type of thing. But like, if you can't, if you've wanted a PS5 or an Xbox and you just can't get one, that sucks. I like, I understand. It just, it sucks. It really does. Um, However, like you said, we, we were also, so when I was picking these things, I wasn't sure if we meant like just game, like game related things. So I do have a couple of games. Um, so I'm going to say Biomutant and Skatebird. Uh, Biomutant because it had such a, like a badass trailer and a lot of hype behind it and then just kind of fell flat on launch. I'm still hoping they pick that up. I'm hoping that's like a cool comeback story of 2022. We'll see. Um, Skatebird, however... Like it was such a dumb concept. So I was hoping this would be like (laughs) goat simulator dumb of like, Mm -hmm. it's broken, but it knows it's broken. So it's going to be broken. Um, Or like just at least something really dumb that I could enjoy, but it was just kind of like, Oh, this just don't work. Like just, just like cook the egg a little bit more and then it'll be okay. But like, this is just like, nah, just, just shut her down. Uh, so I'm glad that was a game pass and I didn't waste a dollar or anything on that one. Um, so there we go. That's my, uh, skatebird hot trash in the summer. Mark, all I can remember about Biomutant is, and I was once again, disappointed with that game too, the, the, the tone, the weird things. And with that, that one mutant that sounded like Elvis, just, yeah. yeah. So many weird that summed up the game part. Yeah. The, just, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully they come back either fixing that game or their next game is more developed and more uh, cohesive is the best yeah. way to put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah for for yeah for me it's it's a kind of a mixed bag because I'm really enjoying Halo Infinite, but it's been a hot mess and nightmare on PC in regards to the port. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's because they focused truly on the console version and the PC port was secondary. They have a lot of things going on. They've struggled with so many different areas, but um, I have a really nice gaming PC and the game looks like trash and I tried everything and it ran like trash. I should, I took some video of it. I'm like, this is horrible. I'm spending way too much time trying to get this right. And then like all the optimized settings are everything's at low quality. I'm like, ah, come on. So, and it looks so much better on series S. So I'm like, this is 
it's frustrating. So that was just me just getting frustrated because I thought, oh, I'll just play on PC. It's cloud saves and I go back and forth and play. So I'm now, you know, uh, and the series S can run on the, the, the Xbox one. Exactly. Right? Like it's not, it, exactly. It's not like it's, yes, it looks great on the series X and it runs well on series S, but like, this is also something that should run on a day one Xbox one. So you'd think PC settings, you should be able to be like, yeah, I can pull this off. <laughs> you know, like it, it's, th- yeah, that is frustrating. That is a hundred percent hot trash in the summer. Yeah, and I'm not trying to do like 144 hertz, you know, all these like blow it away ultra ray tracing and everything. I'm just trying to get a good frame rate and I'd be happily with just 1080p or whatever. And so it's a little uh, little underwhelming with that. So, yeah, that was the, the other part was no co-op uh, because I feel like Halo Infinite. Yes, we got what we've got and it's a very solid multiplayer, very good co-op or a campaign. But it just feels like this game screams for co-ops. So I'm very disappointed um, but I'll get over it because it will be on six months. So maybe this is a thing where it brings people back to the yard to play more. So in a way, it's probably a good thing for that community. Um, but it's, you know, a lot of people who that's their game to play co-op with, they have to wait a longer. And if, if this doesn't bring people back to the yard, there's always milkshakes. My milkshake, Mark? Yes, yes. of course. I heard it brings all <laughs> the boys to the yard, Todd. Uh, you know, I don't want to brag. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's, and then last- can, that's that's one of those moments that I can hear Bobby just like, oh, for God's sake, just <sighs> cut it out. Shut it down. Carabin. Carabin. Yeah. Oh, you um, Canadians. <laughs> um, and then lastly, 12 minutes. Talk about a game that was hyped. It was part of Xbox's, you know, uh, showcases. People were like, this is going to be so great. The cast, everything. And then I played this game. And not only was it tedious, but the story was like, I think M. Night Shyamalan's like younger, lesser known brother might have wrote this script. It was like, you've got to be kidding me. Wow. I don't want to spoil it for you. I would just say, if you're not, not interested in the game it. at all. No, ba- but based go, on go and your read yeah. review and reaction alone, I skipped playing this game because I, I knew it was going to be hot trash in the summer. Uh, based on everything you had said about it when you played it. So it is no surprise to me to see it on this list and you can spoil whatever you want. But if you don't want to for listeners... No, no, I'm just telling everyone who doesn't want to play this or never will, just read like the ending of the game. Because even if you read the ending of the game and not played it, it'll make as much sense as when I played the whole game and I got to the end, I'm like, what? So there you go. Ouch. Yes. So let's move on to something more positive, most surprising. So we're going from disappointment to surprise, as we like surprise parties, unless it's a surprise. Uh, I'm pregnant and you weren't planning that. <laughs> so <laughs> not that I'm pregnant or, or you're pregnant. Yeah. Oh, thank <laughs> I know. Yeah. Long distance. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I don't know if we can make that work. Uh, all right. So, um, I already mentioned, so again, when I was writing these show notes, I wasn't sure like the, the most surprising thing. Uh, so, I, you know, surprise announcement, I already said Metroid Dread was, was probably the most surprising one. But uh, since I already gave that one earlier, I'm going to say Guardians of the Galaxy or maybe Riders Republic in the sense that I was very surprised that both of those games were good uh, or at least as good as they were. Um, Riders Republic was one that, 
I was hyped for when I saw the trailer, but it got pushed back and I was like, they're trying a whole lot with this game. Is this going to be a jack of all trades, master of none, but like also not really good at anything like the, you know, like that guy that you call is like, I can fix that. And he ends up breaking more shit than he actually tries to fix. Like that guy, I thought this game was going to be that guy, but this game was awesome. And uh, guardians of the galaxy after Avengers, I was like, Ooh, dude, like maybe fix Avengers before you bite off another Marvel franchise. Like, what are you doing? Slow down, like pump the brakes a little, fix that game. And uh, they came out swinging and guardians. uh, Although I haven't played enough of it to feel like, like the whole effect, like from what I played was fantastic from what you've talked about. It is phenomenal and it's on a lot of like game of the year lists or at least talked about. And it's, it's just one of those games that like, it's solid. Like why, but it also makes you wonder like why, how did they mess up Avengers so much? And then this game is so darn good. And like the Spider-Man games, so darn good. Like I want, like I want the Xbox, uh, what was a power on like that series, which was phenomenal by the way. I don't know if we talked about that yet. But like a little bit, I think we did. Yeah, crap, that could go in here. Like the biggest surprise, like how honest Microsoft was in that little documentary. Um, but anyway, yeah. So there, there are some surprising things. But and, and if you haven't watched, uh, it's Power On, right? Power On. Xbox. Yep, six parts. Uh, yeah. yep. Six part series. Go watch it. YouTube. It's on the Xbox. Uh, it's on the Roku channel too, as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, if you have lots, Roku and the Roku channel, watch, yeah. it's uh, yeah, great, great series. Another big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark, I will just link on with Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'll talk about more about Guardians of the Galaxy later in the show. But once again, to your point, this game came out at E3. Nobody was hyped about it. They didn't like the way the characters looked. And I was intrigued, but I still had my doubts, to your point. Uh, Avengers, are they going to be able to nail it? Uh, Something feels a little bit off about this game, and nobody was excited about shooting blobs as they showed or the cubes and all that. I'm like, the like, what are you doing? Show us fighting some cool characters. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but what the game did was deliver on so many cool levels that I just was. Uh, I-, I love that every year it seems like there's one game that just does it just comes out of nowhere and it's like, wow, that's an awesome mm-hmm. game. Thank goodness. You know, because it's always so exciting. We hate to constantly be disappointed, you know, more 12 minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's one of the things with game development is it takes so long and so many developers or publishers show off their games too early. So we know about a game for five years or something. And it's like, it could be the best thing ever when it comes out, but it's not a surprise We've seen 6,000 trailers and a bunch of screen stills and this and that and everything else. And we've heard about demos and all this kind of stuff. And it comes out and it's like, okay, well, it's no surprise what this game was because you can kind of see it right there for like the last four or five years. So when something is like announced and comes out and it's good and it's like, what? Especially from a studio that buggered the last one. It's Mm -hmm. like, that's the best kind of surprise. Absolutely. It's really good to have that upward stream. And, and, you know, I, yeah, more, more good things to be spoke about about this game later on. Um, but, uh, really just VR. It's been a tough year for me with VR. I, I had surgery on my shoulder at the end of last year, so I didn't get to play as much and finally recovered. And so I finally dipped back into VR 
And Pistol Whip is a game that just surprised me because I'm like, I, I'm once again, not into VR that often, but um, a game like this just made me feel like this is what VR is all about, being part of the game. This game felt like, uh, you felt like a badass. I mean, just felt like you're moving and to music, like you had a soundtrack, you're like a spy and, uh, and you're just shooting and you're ducking and you're moving and you're cu- figuring out where we're at and you do it, you kind of do it to the beat and it just feels so immersive. And yes, by the end of it, my calves and my thighs were, were really bad off, but it was worth it. And I was sweating and I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. This is what VR can do. And I, I hope there's more experiences like this. And um, while I was disappointed that the Quest 2 came out and so there's games coming out now for the Quest 2 that I can't play in the Quest 1, it's still awesome to have this experience and it's still pretty damn good. So, um, and I really want to do more, uh, quest VR in 2022 because I want to finish fatal immortal, some others, but this brought me back into the loop and saying, yep, this is what VR can promise. There, there have been so many times that I wanted to order a quest Two, uh, especially in the last couple of months. And if they had have gone on sale, I haven't seen them on sale anywhere. If they had have gone on sale for like boxing day, black Friday, anywhere, I think I'd have one right now and just be like, whatever, just deal with it. Uh, and I probably wouldn't have the Mando helmet that I'm looking at over there. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Anyway. Um, so that I, I'm, I'm so like this close to just ordering a quest Two, And every time I do, I have to go and look at like someone running into a wall or breaking a TV or those kind of like VR bloopers to talk myself out of it temporarily. And there's two reasons for that one, just cause like, you know, they're expensive and uh, you know, life, uh, but also, uh, to your point, is the Quest 2 has been out for a little bit. Uh, you know, Facebook is obviously putting a lot into VR and the metaverse and all this kind of stuff. So it's like the Quest 3 has, has to be on the horizon, which is going to mean two things, either a price drop for the Quest 2 or uh, you know, the, the Quest 3 will be an upgrade worthy of dropping you know, the, the same, probably the same amount of money for the newer hardware or whatever. Uh, so I'm trying to hold off. I think 2022 might be the year that I jump into VR, but we'll, we'll see if I can hold myself back long enough for the quest three or something, or if I, one of these weekends I'm just bored and I have a credit card and I'm just like, yep, here you go. <laughs> pop, let's go. Um, like I did with shoes today. I was like, I saw a, a, a boxing day, boxing week sale for shoes. And I was like, yeah, I like those. Let's do this. Like, Shopping is so easy when you're bored and like, <laughs> just like, yep. Uh, so terrible. Anyway. Yes. VR is awesome. And uh, 2022 might be the year I'd, I'd jump in. Yeah, especially with uh, supposedly we're going to get PS uh, VR two, uh, right. so maybe some competition there, raising the bar, maybe Excited. with a four K yeah. screen. Oculus would make sense for them to raise their bar as well. Um, yeah, so more to come in that arena, and uh, yeah, I cannot wait to see where they go with that. Um, so now, Mark, we're getting to our favorite gaming moment, you know, because we talk about games and, but you know, what what were those cool things you did that made the year awesome? Yeah. Um, so for me, there's a couple. Um, Overall, I think I have to give this one to starting to stream with my wife. Uh, this is this is a fairly new thing. Again, it's top of mind, but um, it makes me happy 
it's just, it's fun, man. It's, it's, uh, and she, she loves it. Uh, she was talking today cause we haven't had a ton of time over the holidays to like, just sit down and stream. And like I was talking to you before the show started and we pushed back the recording of the show, a little behind the scenes info for everyone. Uh, but Finn's going through a fun little sleep regression thing that is apparently very common at 18 months. And, uh, he just straight up doesn't want to sleep anymore. And we've had like 18, almost 19 months of him like being a really good sleeper. So, um, those kind of things combined with the holidays means that we haven't really streamed in a bit, but, um, man, it's fun. And, uh, I just love how much she loves it. It's, it's a lot of, it's, it's just great. And it doesn't matter to me what we're streaming. Like I'd, I'd love to stream Fortnite, but I haven't yet because anytime that we're free to stream, it's like, let's do like Mario party or let's do, um, 3d world or, whatever, like Mario Kart. And we're talking about like, even like in the new year and like the next couple of weeks, like whatever, what are our plans? What can we do? So it's just a lot of fun that way. And I really love that she's into it. Uh, cause it's one of those things that we both like gaming and, uh, but the content creation side is something I haven't really been able to get her into. And I've never really pushed her to do. Um, but this is one that she brought up to me of like, let's, let's try that together. And it's, it's making me very happy. Um, Mark, I will say uh, on the streaming front, Chris uh, Johns and myself, uh, Chris from one H one D we played yeah. it takes two together and we had a list. phenomenal time. Yeah. It is wonderful. I mean, yeah. talk about a game and I didn't put it. It's not really on my list cause I was going to talk about it, but we're not talking about what we gained, but I would say that is a phenomenal game for you too, because it is mm-hmm. such a cool, fun experience. It's very, it's about a husband and a wife. So you're actually playing a husband and wife. It's goofy and the games are so good. So I think you guys would love it. It, it is on our list. <laughs> um, I know you had recommended it and one of her friends actually tuned into one of our streams and she recommended it as well and was texting Loren afterwards. Like you guys have to play this game. It's on game pass. I know Mark has game pass to so get it, set it up and, uh, and go. So, and, and luckily my capture card, uh, is, does do 4k HDR pass through. So the Xbox series X, uh, won't lose any fidelity on our TV as it also streams. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a fun game to play. So we will a hundred percent I can say that we'll be getting to that one soon. Um, as far as like gaming moments, uh, again, I'm going to pick one that's kind of top of mind, like in a game event, and that has to be Fortnite because this is the only time during this show I'm going to bring up Fortnite. Uh, but Fortnite, the chapter two big season uh, chapter finale was phenomenal. They did some great stuff this year. They had like uh, the the Hunters crossover, which featured like Rick Sanchez and the Mandalorian. They did the big Marvel, like more Marvel skins and stuff. They had some great DC skins with like the Flash, um, Wonder Woman finally getting getting a skin. They, they've just been upping the game consistently. Uh, a few different like concerts, like big events, like the Ariana Grande and, and BTS and stuff like that. But um the epic cinematic and the season, the chapter finale featuring the rock and like evolving the story of Fortnite and all this kind of stuff uh, was, was another one of those events that like only Fortnite does and no one else is even coming close. So as far as like gaming moments, that was, that was so awesome. I was able to do that and and stream it. Uh, That's like the one of the one time I actually streamed Fortnite, but that was directly from my series X. Um, So yeah. 
fun stuff there. Fortnite's uh, Fortnite's always changing and always uh, upping the game. So adding the rock into that was obviously the next evolution. Mark, does it, how does it feel to be in the metaverse? It feels great. It feels fun. <laughs> it feels like I got shot in the face. Oh no, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> love it, love it. Yes, yeah. uh, Fortnite. Yep. Um, so for me, uh, one love, one thing I did that was really stood out to me is just really grabbed me and just really said, wow, a game you never thought you'd ever play an experience. You never thought you'd have in a game happened with Hitman three this year. It was fantastic. I felt like I was a great detective like Hercule Perot, Sherlock Holmes or knives out, uh, trying to solve a crime. And that's what Hitman 3 did in level two of the game. You essentially have to show up and you have, have to shake down this, this uh, matriarch of this family in this huge mansion. There's going to be a big party. Um, and she's actually covering up her death. And it's just like the wake and the funeral and everything. But she doesn't kind of hide that she's not dead, which is I thought was interesting. But it's truly she. But she's part of this big crime organization that's been trying to take out um, the agent for years. So he's there to actually get dirt on her and from her. Um, and you're going in there, and then essentially you're disguised though as a detective to solve the mystery. Sorry, not of not the matriarch who's dead. It's it was her brother. Sorry, um, and you're there. You basically take out the de- detective disguise himself yourself as a detective and have to go around and solve the crime who killed the brother not get caught and it's hitman though so you could like take up people with banana peels or you could throw a rock at them or you could throw them in a well or it's just a game that's totally open-ended and it's not really a it's it's a stealth game but it's a stealth game where you can do whatever you want and it's goofy you dress up like a clown and hit him with a briefcase that happens to be like a boomerang it makes no sense it's goofy and fun some are more realistic some are more goofy to that point but i just had a blast and um i, I probably would like to play more I, I i beat the first level the second level but stealth stress stresses me out but in this level i had a ton of fun and it was just i love the 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 fact that what they went with the game and what took me away and i love murder mysteries just just fantastic it's what games should do at times just really surprise you that's great um my other favorite gaming moment was just like a couple of weeks ago, Mark. So um, I have been uh, a panelist on a uh, podcast. I'm not cheating on you, Mark, called I'd uh, Play That for a Dollar. And we pick a game and talk about it for like five minutes max. So one game somebody on the panel had talked about was Doki Doki Literature Club. Have you heard about this game? I have not. Okay. This is a game that's like a uh, visual novel, very Japanese-centric and apparently it's it got, yeah, it's very weird. It's free on steam, but it apparently has like a dark tone and something turns. And there's a lot of like, like warnings in the game before you even starts. Like, what is this? It doesn't look at all like this. So we heard about this game and Chris and I are like, how we got to play this one day. So we, what we did, Mark, we streamed this on Chris's Twitch channel and we made it like an audio drama. Chris read one of the parts. I read the other part. He was the main character. I was all the girls. <laughs> and essentially, <laughs> you're awesome. a boy in Japan who shows up at this literature club because he can't figure what he wants to do. And then he starts flirting with the girls. But it was like, we did it for like two hours. And I'm like, when does something happen in this game? It was, wow. But it was so much fun. Chris and I were just having fun. People watched us. They said stuff. And I'm like, awesome. where is this going? We don't know. And we said we'd go back and play it again because it just... 
if I, I'm not going to say watch our stream, but watch our stream for a little bit. I think it'll put a smile on your face. Yeah. But yeah, I streamed a little bit this year. So that was fun. Sounds a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we have to also, I have to mention uh, being part of the, the Phoenix Overdrive, uh, famous uh, favorite gaming moments, I think for both of us, if, if I can speak for you for a second, uh, just being part of that team and, and raising that much money and, um, you know, com- comparatively to, to some of the bigger like streamers in the group, uh, I, I know I didn't like raise a ton of money, but it was fun just being part of it and and being part of that team and and wanting to stream more. And that was kind of you know my my wife watching and and doing stuff, and that kind of facilitated that conversation and, and the desire to keep doing that. And it was a lot of fun. So uh, I look forward to being part of that team next year and doing more. Uh, charity stuff. And, uh, and I think you're kind of feeling that same sense of like, happy to be part of that bigger Phoenix overdrive community, right? Absolutely. And I am such a noob when it comes to streaming. I had some <laughs> unfortunate experiences at the beginning, but after I earned it all out, it was a ton of fun. And yeah, I would definitely do it again. It's great to help people out. That group is so great and, and they're good friends and um, they're they're part of our Discord community. So um, check them out if you can. Phoenix Overdrive Nation. Uh, they're going to be back. They're going to be podcasting again on the PC side. So uh, if you like PC gaming, they are going to be a great podcast resource. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and if you want to join us, if questions about joining, let us know. Definitely. Okay, Mark, we are at the big part of the show. This is going to be our top games. Don't, don't we have 70 uh, exclusive reveals and another three and a half hours of showtime to do? Um, the first show, reveal... Yeah, the first reveal will be, um, I got a Wolverine Dorb from the NBC group. There we go. Yeah. That is our one uh, exclusive reveal. Uh, Okay, there we go. That's uh, that's it. So that's what you've been waiting for. I know you tuned into this award show to see three and a half hours worth of, uh, sadly, Sting couldn't make it to this. Uh, So it's just Todd and I will have Sting on next year. We apologize. Um, and Kojima. And we didn't invite any of the developers. No, well, Kojima sends his regards. That's about it. That's all I've heard. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we did, we, we thought we wouldn't involve the developers. No. So there we go. There we go. Uh, yes. No, we're on to our game of the year discussion. So Mark, we're doing things a little different this year because we had to break out our top 10. Now we're not going to go deep into the top 10, but we had to because we realized normally we'd go top five. And if the highest ranking game in our top fives that we had together would be our game of the year, like uh, Phoenix um, rising, Phoenix rising, immortals, Phoenix rising. There you go. Uh, That was an easy one this year. Not so much. Uh, we no. had none of the same games in our top five, so we had to go top ten, and then we had requested that our tiebreaker be the community, and whatever they voted mm-hmm. um, would be their top pick. And if that was on our list, shared list, regardless of where they were at, that would be our game of the year. So, so before we move on to this, I, I should have been throwing these in, but we were moving along at, uh, at a fun pace and I, I kind of forgot to look. So my apologies, but I do want to go back for a second and just thank everyone uh, on Twitter and on our Discord for, uh, for throwing some things out. So I, I have to say uh, Famous Seamus 
his biggest surprise, Metroid Dread and Guardians kind of agreed with us there. Uh, his biggest disappointment, uh, Chris Tales found the combat dragged on and wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. And Nintendo 64 games on Switch. A lot of criticism there. Understandable. Uh, Famous Seamus had some other games that we'll get to in a second, but uh, I want to check Twitter because uh, I think there were some disappointed games too on that one. Charlie actually chimed in and uh, his biggest disappointment disappointment was uh, Lego Star Wars getting pushed back. Still MIA. <laughs> uh, give me Lego Star Wars FFS. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. Like the non the non-video game guy still had a disappointing moment. Um, Dan at Retrologic, uh, who we had on not that long ago, said the biggest disappointment might be the Advance Wars delay. So some ad- delays for sure, but we'll see them in 2022. Uh, they're always frustrating though. Um, he said, and he said that there's plenty of other stuff going on. So not that big video deal. Uh, El Capitan came to us and uh and said the biggest disappointment battlefield 2042 and one that i luckily skipped after i saw how big of a disappointment it was Mm -hmm. the gta trilogy remaster what a stinker um (laughs) (laughs) what else uh i think i think that's it i think that's all of the disappointments all the stuff that we skipped so yes we had some great community interaction for the top games, but I, I, I forgot we, we did get some, some stuff in the other category. I apologize for not going through it. Thank you to everyone that wrote it. Yeah. And it seemed like, um, there was a lot of acclaim for Metroid dread from, yeah. from the crowd, which was, which is awesome. Cause I think a lot of people, once again, that's one of their favorite franchises, Joey mm-hmm. Ferris, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, we also have, uh, Larry, uh, giver also a huge fan. A lot of those that were there and, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's one, again, a surprise that made a lot of people's years. So thank you for Absolutely. that. Included, yeah. yeah. Um, so do you, how do you want to do this? Do you want to start with our list or do you want to just keep going with what the community said and, and, and kind of give, you know, some of the oh. responses that we got and then we can go start going through our list or, or how do you want to do it? Well, Mark, you did a tally. So why don't we do that? Why don't we do the tally of their games, where they stuck, and we can kind of see where they stood for their top games. So we can start from the bottom. Uh, let's start with uh, the, the the games that got one vote. Uh, okay. Returnal. So this, and I will say up front, this isn't every single game that was mentioned. Uh, Famous Seamus gave a pretty extensive list uh, on Discord. Um that we we won't include every single game here, but uh, Seamus, you have a lot of favorites, and I love that. I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. love that. that absolutely, it's a very Sean Capri thing. Like list one thing that you love, and it's like here's my list of twenty. Deal with it. Uh, so <laughs> Thank you very much. I love really loving things uh, about you, Seamus. Uh, that is that is amazing. Um, so, <laughs> so I will list uh, a few here. Um, that, that came up a couple of times. So we've got Returnal coming with a, a couple of votes. Um, inscription, which was uh, that, that like one person listed that. Um, and I want to see who that was. That was uh, that. Oh, that was uh, Jason I, I, on Twitter. Oh, okay. at, uh, yeah. at uh, listed in Inscription in his uh, and Loop Hero. Loop, Loop Hero came up a couple of times as well. Um, Ender Lilies, Deathloop, Yakuza, 
12 minutes actually made someone's list, Todd. <laughs> uh, so you have a new enemy that you have to I guess with. I do. Uh, <laughs> um, Call of Duty Vanguard was uh, was on... Um, it's Sean Nice's list. Yeah. I think that was like Sean the Nice. Campaign. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. um, which I always, I always dug like a lot of the, uh, the Call of Duty campaigns. I didn't try Vanguard yet, but like they're usually pretty good, like popcorn action movie kind of things. Um, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. That one, I think again was, uh, was El Capitan. Um, of course, after how much you raved about it on the show uh, Mm -hmm. last time, Uh, the Pokemon, the Pokemaster. Exactly. Uh, Knockout city made a few lists and that was like, Oh yeah. Like teetering on my list as well. I, I, I put a ton of hours. I thoroughly enjoyed that game. I was horrible at it, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I will, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw in a couple of uh, famous Seamus's. Uh, he threw in Unpacking, Cyber Shadow, Boyfriend Dungeon, and uh, Death Loop because I, mm-hmm. I hadn't heard um, too many people talk about Death Loop and this thing, but like there was a lot of buzz for Death Loop overall. So it was like kind of funny where our crew doesn't seem to be talking about Death Loop, but uh, but I'm glad uh, it was on famous Seamus's list. Mm-hmm. Um, Where's it there? Oh, so then uh, we get into kind of the, the ones that start really showing up on our the consensus. List. Yeah, the consensus stars. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is where we get a lot of buzz about Guardians of the Galaxy, a lot of buzz about Kena Bridge of Spirits, um, a lot of buzz, like you said, Metroid Dread, mm-hmm. Halo Infinite, Ratchet and Clank, whole lot of buzz about all those games. Um, oh, yeah. No, it's not so- on the list, Mark. What's that? Um, Far Cry Six. Far Cry Six was not on uh, a lot. Which of is surprising. Lists. Yeah. Uh, Death's Door. Uh, the Winter Gamer. Uh, Brian mm-hmm. Myers came through with with uh, that as his game of the year. I know that's high on my brother's list as well, and I was watching him play that uh, over the holidays. And I think that's going to be this year's Hades for me. Oh, okay. It's going to be a game that I tackle next year. It is on sale right now, I believe, on Switch and probably other places as well. So I'll probably be picking that one up. Um, but Death Store was uh, that's that's Brennan Meyer's uh, game of the year. Um, so that's yeah, that's a, an interesting one uh, there. So again, I, I don't want to miss anyone, so I, I want to go through this list uh, so that I'm not going to go individually like which games. But thanks for the letting us know because we we did have a tiebreaker. I will spoil mm-hmm. that a little bit. So you guys really we did with this. Uh, so I want to thank the Winter Gamer, uh, Famous Seamus, El Capitan Plays, uh, Sean Nias, aka Jedi Sean. Uh, Carly came through. Uh, she did say Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So again, that was mm-hmm. a, a very highly talked about game. Um, we had Jason, like I said. Uh, Charlie even chimed in. Mm-hmm. Dan, Retrologic. Um Oh, here you go. Uh, one you missed, oh, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Johns. Wanna, yeah. Chris, yeah. Chris Johns. He was the one that liked 12 minutes. So Chris here and I go. blood feud, yes. <laughs> but he was disappointed by back for blood. Yes. And surprised by 12 minutes. So, uh, yes. there you go. You guys have something to talk about next time. Not just uh, Doki Doki. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the rest like halo infinite, but then, uh, infinite, but then Yakuza like a dragon knockout city. So like, mm-hmm. I love how all over the place people were and I oh, love yeah. how diverse this year was. Um, so thank you to Chris as well. And, uh, and Brennan Myers went through so much, uh, wow. death door, 
he really loved. The Switch OLED is a great improvement, but also is my biggest disappointment um, because it's not holding up as well as the new consoles. Kind of what I said, right? Like it's a good half step, but the insides are the same. If you play it, the excitement's kind of over, right? You gotta get, we gotta bring something new to the table. The screen's great, though. Yeah, um, exactly. it is funny. I, I think the reason he played so many games this year, Mark, is because he's having a baby. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. So you got to get those games in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, that's uh, and uh, he said his his moment of the year, which I'm I'm jealous of. But this sounds awesome. Finally, being able to attend Extra Life and play games with <sighs> Sean Capri, uh, PSVG, Kevin and Josh mm-hmm. Bones. That is awesome. Um yeah, that, yeah, that, that's so jealous. Point. Mark, you're like eight years away. You're like yeah, you know, 24 hours away. I just could, it, the, 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 just to fly in to then take a train. And it's, it's not an easy journey for either of us. Uh, but it just, yeah, just to do that one year would be so awesome. Yep. Uh, Brennan Myers also said that the Metroid series as a whole is something he got into this year, mm-hmm. which is awesome because dread, the dread hype was that good that it not only did he just go and play what's available, like on the switch online or something, he dragged out old consoles, appreciated having those own old consoles and like playing through the entire series, which I love. That is awesome. Um, I have the old consoles and I didn't do that. Like that is just like next level hype for Metroid Dread. So, uh, so with all of that, let's, let's talk about ours. And then, like I said, we, we may have had a tiebreaker that I'm so thankful that our community really came out swinging today and, uh, and helped us with. So, okay, Tom, Mark, I, I want to we'll go through your- our, we'll go bottom, bottom up. So I'll go right. my 10, you go your 10. So we'll start with 10. Yep. You know, I noticed like nobody talked about this game, but I sure enjoyed it. And that's Far Cry 6. I mean, how else are you going to go to a tropical place, make a friend who's an attack alligator and take on Gus Fring, Moff Gideon? That's yeah. It's on my list of games that I want to pick up, and I'm sure it's on sale right now. And there's so much to play that I know it'll go on sale again. I didn't pick it up yet. I want to. It's going to be one of those games. I guarantee by this time next year that I'll be like, yeah, I'm really glad I picked that up in 2022 Mm -hmm. and finally played it. Like it'll probably make my list, but like right now there's just, it came out when there's so much other stuff that um, I'm glad that you played it. And I'm glad that uh, Ubisoft Canada gave you the chance to play it. uh, Oh yeah. Because it, it could have been something that we both missed. Oh, absolutely. Um, and the DLC is coming out now. And the cool part about the DLC is they brought back all of the old um, enemies. So you get um, all, of, you know, what is this? Vass? Vass? Mm-hmm. You get, uh, uh, I'm blinking on his name, Caden Ming? No, uh, I'm blinking on his name. Uh, the second, the, and then uh, the Joseph, uh, the boss. Because I love Far Cry games. This one does feel like it's probably should be the last game before they make a drastic change because it does feel the formula is just so ingrained now it's kind of you come want new things to do they did add a lot of cool parts to it and it's beautiful and it's funny and the weapons are awesome but once again it doesn't feel that different than far cry 5 and i think that's the problem so i'm waiting for them to do something next but once again it's not a bad game and it's a lot of fun and the co-op is great so it's just once again. I hope, yeah. I hope people get it for cheap and they enjoy it and they have a good time with it. 
And it could be like, that could be it, right? Like it's just not doing enough new and it could be kind of like Vanguard, like aside from the mm-hmm. controversy, like no one's really talking about Vanguard and it could be for no. the same reasons. Like it's just kind of like, yeah, it's good, but it's like more of the same, right? So, uh, so now my 10, uh, I'm sad that this is low on my list. I mentioned not having enough time to play it. I am very early in this game still. It is a regret. <clears throat> and, uh, that is why I had to put it low on my list. It is not, the placement on my list is not a reflection of the quality of this game. It is a reflection of the limited amount of time I've had to put into it. So that's all I'll say. Guardians of the Galaxy, I can't wait to put more time into this. I can't wait to finish it, beat it. And uh, I'm, I really enjoyed what I saw so far. But for me, I... I don't need to finish a game in a hundred percent completion in order to like know that it's on my game of the year list, but I feel like I have to play a certain amount of it to give it a fair shake to say like it's in my top five or it's, you know, it's, it's up here or give it a proper placement, but I know this one's special. So I'm putting it at number 10. It feels weird for me still to put it at number 10. I could, I could very easily just come up with something else that I played a little bit more of or something that I feel better like writing a review for or doing something. But Guardians is going to be number 10 for me. So don't hate me for the placement. Hate me for lack of game time. Sorry. I'm just jealous because I know what you're you're going to be playing and you're just going to, there's going to be so many smiles on your face. And I can't wait. I really need to get into it, but it's it's been tough to find time. Oh, so good. So good. Okay, moving on to number nine, uh, Pistol Whip. I talked about it already. It's VR. It's fun. It came out of nowhere for me. I had a blast. So ch- literally a blast. Uh, but yeah, once again, rhythmic uh, being like a spy shooting things with a soundtrack and a good exercise. What else could you ask for? That's awesome. Uh Nine for me is Pokemon Unite. Did not think I would get into uh, this type of game at MOBA. all. I've, I've tried a couple. Pokemoba. Pokemon Pokemoba. And uh, man, this one got me. Got the season pass, played a ton of it, it to, to the point where it was one of my most played games on Switch. And I very much enjoyed it. I've heard fallen off since, uh, which is, is weird. Cause it's out for iOS devices. So you think it's always in my pocket. Mm-hmm. It's on my oh, yeah. iPad. It's on my switch. This should be a game that I stuck with, but it just, uh, for me, I just kind of fell off and maybe I'll return. Maybe I won't, but I love the time that I had with it. Pokemon unite in at number nine. Yeah. That's a surprise. Very cool. Extending the franchise doing yeah. crazy things. Can't wait for that. Pokemon brushing teeth game. There is one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it came out. Yeah, oh. I think so. I'm pretty sure that's out. I got it. Oh, okay. Good times. Maybe make Logan play it so he freaking brush his teeth. 16 year olds. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, uh, on that note, uh, number eight. Um, this is a game that is part of a game. Uh, it is Bowser's Fury. It's essentially the side dish to the main game of Mario 3D World. Um, And that came out on Wii U, shined up a little bit, some improvements, but the big surprise was you're getting essentially 
a new open world Mario game, which was like, what? And you can be Super Saiyan cats and it's kind of crazy and wacky. And I had I had a blast with it. Um, Mm -hmm. Had its shortcomings in a way. It was very, very short. Um, I think they definitely this was an experiment of where potentially we'll see the next 3D Mario game. It has me really excited, but I had a blast. I didn't expect this game. And um, uh, once again, I love 3D Mario games and I want more. And it's been almost five years since Odyssey. So please, please bring us the next one. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. This, uh, this game does make an appearance on my list. I will pause for two seconds to say Pokemon smile is available right now on the app store for free. Get it now. Get, help your kid brush their teeth. Um, Do we need to change your list, Mark? <laughs> no, maybe next year's list. This that'll be the game that I finally got to uh, keep them shiny white sparkling. Uh, okay, so number f- five for me, or number sorry, number eight for number me. Number eight. Let's have a five in the title, which is where my brain got a little uh, bajiggity. Uh, Forza Horizon Five. Again, I'm gonna just throw this out there. This like bottom five, like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The 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 order was really just kind of mm-hmm. uh, flowing out of my brain. This one realistically could probably be up to seven, but you know what? I'm just gonna go with it. Forza Horizon Five. Um, it's not for everyone. I think, honestly, if they leaned more into the arcadey bit than the simulator bit, I probably would like this game mm-hmm. more because everything that it does, it presents itself in such a way, like a game like Riders Republic or Tony Hawk, that it's just going to be this over the top, like crazy, do whatever kind of thing. And then you get to the actual racing part of it, and it's like, you need to be very technical, very proficient. You need to know how this car works and you can get into the tuning and you can get into all of the nitty gritty stuff, which is amazing, but it does kind of like slow it down for a second, which in a racing game, it's like not always the best to slow down. So um, I loved this game kind of for what it was, but uh, there are some definite shortcomings. So that's, that's where it felt like as my flow of consciousness, when we came up, like, ah, we might need more than a top five. And this like literally happened a couple of hours ago because we, uh, we needed those tiebreakers and stuff. So yeah, Forza Horizon five, number eight. There we go. I really wanted to love Forza because I've not just gotten into Forza before. So I gave it my, my best chance. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm all in. I love the atmosphere. Look at this place you're driving. It looks really cool. These cars are awesome. And then I drive and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I'm not having a good time because I'm horrible at it. I don't want to use a brake, but it's making me use a brake. And then I'm spinning out and I'm doing I'm playing horribly. Uh, oh, yeah. But great game. I mean, it, this game was game of the year for many, many people. So it, it does what it does, but it's just not for me. And yep. uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm more of a Mario Kart and even that's too technical for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, honestly, I think if there weren't other options um this fall this one would have been higher on my list but uh where like i say riders republic kind of captured me that way and then you know i go back to something like mario kart when i want a racing fix especially now like streaming with with loren so it, it's it like there's there's a lot of things pulling me away from this game so i i wish and i hope that i get more time to return but it's a common theme with me as you'll see is like mm-hmm. i 
I don't have the time to return to this. I don't have time. So if you can't like capture my few hours uh, right away and I have all these games adding up to like, I got to finish this. I got to return to this. I got to finish, you know, it's like something's got to give at some point. So, yeah. So number seven uh, for me, Hitman three, I already talked about the level. Um, let's, well, to your point, Mark, I did not play a lot of time in Hitman three, but the potential and what I, the fun I had, I had to have it on my list. And to your point, the order where it's at, you know, um, and cause this was a game series I never intended to ever play. And I did, and I really enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, Hitman three. Um, and I can't wait to see what else is out there in this game, because if they already pulled this by level two, there could be some really cool stuff. So Hitman three. Uh, so number seven for me, Pokemon brilliant diamond. Um, Again, it's, it's just a nice update for a game that I haven't played in years. So I'm slowly making my way through this game. I'm glad it's on Switch. And it is one of those games that I'm happy that I have the OLED for because it looks great in handheld and I can pick up. I can play a few battles. I can maybe make it to the next gym. And I'm just having fun taking my time with this game. I don't feel like I need to rush through the story before it gets spoiled because I played it. 15 friggin' years ago, whatever mm-hmm. it was. So um, that's kind of also though why it's lower on my list. Um, it's not a new Pokemon experience. It's uh, it's one that I've I've hashed through before. So that's why it, it goes down to number seven. Again, it maybe could be eight or maybe it could be six. I don't know. But for right now, it's going to be seven. And you have your new Pokemon coming out in like a month. So yeah, yeah you'll, you'll see if that was uh, what, what strikes your fancy more. So very cool. Yeah, for number six, Halo Infinite. And I have not beat the campaign. I'm like halfway through. I'm not a multiplayer fan. There's no co-op. So a lot of this probably has to do with some of those things. But I will say this is a Halo that I was worried about, but it's in a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you the story's not doing anything for me. It's gobbledygook. Um, and that's probably why it's not higher up. I do love a good story i love a good narrative which is you'll see in the games above this that they all share that and without that with halo which i know some people are lore thieves like luke lore um and others they they love it they read all the books and stuff but uh, unless you read all those books it probably doesn't make any sense so i'm like okay um but the in the the, uh, the contribution of the grapple hook and the additional side missions um have put some new life into halo which i think it needed because without that it would feel once again rinse and repeat um because it's bringing back a lot of the same weapons it's you know the same mechanics that you're used to but these new things i think really bring a lot of life to it i can't speak to the multiplayer but i know a lot of people love it because it feels like the best halo people have ever played with multiplayer so i'm just glad this game is a good space and i can't wait to see what to do next and maybe i'll have a better appreciation once multiplayer is all in and i've completed the game but as of right now did not make my top five but once again it's it's a solid game yep absolutely it did make it higher on my list i'll give that a little bit heads up spoiler but for number six for me you already mentioned half of this game Uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Anyone that's been watching us stream knows that we've been streaming this game. We already beat it straight through once. I've played it a little bit on my own. We're playing through from the start again on stream. And I enjoyed Bowser's Fury. Realistically, I probably could have put this higher on my list. But because I played 3D World on the Wii U, 
I didn't feel like it was top five material this year, but it really could have been. I love this game. I loved 3D World um, when I played on the Wii U. And I think to your point, because I had played it, I didn't even touch it again because I'm like, yep, I've already done, been there, done that. Um, so yeah, um, I think that's a good pick. And it is a good co-op game, which is really one of the first, you know, 3D co-op games that they've ever had. So yeah, and maybe they'll bring back 3D, what is it? Uh, what was the, the DS version, 3DS version? Uh, Super Mario 3D Land. Land. Yes. I yes. think they so should just, just look like, into bringing uh, that out. The Super Nintendo and the the Game Boy. It was World. Yeah. And Land. So yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think they should. Kind of thing. I think they should look into bringing that and adapting to the that Switch. That'd be great. Phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And who cares about the 3D? Really, you can adapt it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't worry about that much. Yeah. All right, Mark. We are in our top five, where we were normally supposed to start, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is where it really begins. Uh, so, Psychonauts two. Um, a game that I had some problems with, but I overlooked most of those because of the inventiveness, the wonder, and the overall story of this game. It's not for everybody. The aesthetics are very <laughs> devi- divisive. A lot of people don't like the way they like game looks. It makes them feel a little bit off. It looks kind of mm-hmm. grotesque for some people, but yeah, I loved it. Um yeah, and I do feel like sometimes I wanted to just keep playing the game rather than stop for all of the stories because it felt like that was very heavy versus the platforming. So I think that actually took away from the game, um, and I think they could have balanced it better. Uh, but really inventive, a game that I don't know if we ever thought would get a sequel, and now that it's home with Microsoft, wow, and it was on every platform. So I really appreciated what they did, and it was fun, and the story was fantastic. Excellent. Yeah, that's one I, I, I need to get through, um, but didn't pick it up at all because I was playing Psychonauts 1 and uh, just just kind of put two on the back burner. So so there we go. Good to see it crack your top five. That's, that's a, a more encouragement for me to play. Uh, number five for me was Riders Republic. I've mentioned it a few times. Whoop, whoop. I like this game more than I expected to. Uh, it was just what I needed. It's that kind of dumb Tony Hawk, just arcadey kind of fun open world. It gives you the the Ubisoft kind of map of like, oh, I wonder if I can go over there. Or there's a little point on my map here. Or there's a thing I can do here or there or there, whatever. And it just lets you go. And uh, I... I still love this game. I loved it when it came out and I was playing the hell out of it and I'll still go back to this and just play a little bit more. Uh, it's, it's just one of those fun games that you can drop in for five minutes and cruise down a mountain or fly through some trees, or you can drop in for five hours and, uh, and just not stop doing fun things. So it is ridiculous and over the top and it gets a little broy at sometimes with the lingo and stuff. But, uh, if you can get past that, it is absolutely one of the most fun games I've played this uh, this year. It's a shame this is a Ubisoft game because if it wasn't, I feel like this game would be coming to Game Pass. Um, and Ubisoft yeah. just doesn't put their games on Game Pass because they have a service. So it just seems like it would have been fit for that and it would find a big audience. Right now it feels yeah. like not many people are talking about this game, sadly. Yeah, I, I think it... it came out at a weird time around some weird other like other games that kind of took the air out of the room. And uh, that sucks. There's always one of those games per year. I'm really happy again that, that Ubisoft Canada 
gave this game for us to review and, and I got to sink my teeth into it because again, like it might've been a game that I skipped or missed or played later and said, I'll wait till it goes on sale. And I might've been picking it up this time of year or later and, and wouldn't have made it into my game of the year discussion. And, and I freaking loved this game. Like if I had missed it, I would have been disappointed once I finally played it. And it's, it's easy to dismiss a game like this because you're like, well, like I said earlier, like this could be a jack of all trades, master of none, or worse, this could be the guy that comes in your house says, I can, I can do everything. And he ends up breaking everything and not doing anything right. And you know, that that's a big risk when there's so many other things that can take your 60 to 80 to $90 or whatever game, you know, the game's going to cost depending on hundred dollars, depending on which version you get. Um, but for me, this one was hundred percent top five material. Like this was just, and again, like, is it one of the top five, like greatest achievements in gaming this year? Maybe not, but like for me, this is my personal top five and I'm reading this on like, I had some of the most fun, big, you couldn't slap the smile off my face with all the stupid stuff that I'm doing in this game. That is why this game cracked the top five for me. It's not like everything's perfect. It's not a deep, like Todd, you, you went like deep story for me, uh, or, or for, for your list. For me, this was just like, this game made me laugh and smile. And that's what I wanted this year. So there we go. That's, that's Riders Republican at number five. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Until we get a new SSX tricky, you've got Riders Republic. That's basically. There you go. Or 1080 snowboarding. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So now we're getting to number four, Kena Bridge of Spirits. I am actually at the very end of the game. I was going to finish it today and then like got distracted because there are side things you can do in the game. And oh man, I'm just having a blast with this game. It's it's unbelievable. This is the studios Ember labs, their first game. They are an animation. They, they did animation, uh, the quality animation and quality of just aesthetics in this game are just make me feel so happy that a, 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 a junior team can do this. I believe Sony helped fund this game, but it's, and it's on PC and PS4, PS5, so that's where you can play it now. I don't know if it'll come to other platforms, but it is wonderful. The story is fantastic. The uh, It's touching. The gameplay is kind of like a throwback to a 3D action platformer that I miss. You can shoot arrows. You can throw bombs. You can, you've got a big hammer with melee combat. Um, it's got traversal. It's got uh, puzzles. It's, it uses um, these characters called the Rot that are these little cute little guys that you can buy hats for, Mark, and masks, and they follow you around, and they do things, and they'll move things around for you, and they're just clever, and they can sit, and they can sneeze, or they can dance, or they can sing. And you got to catch them all. Yeah, you got to catch them all. There's like, I think I need 100. I'm like at 65. I'm like, oh, crap. Where are the rest of them at? Uh, it's kind of like the Korok seeds, but actually, actually entertaining. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm just enjoying it a lot. And it's it's really fun. They have, they. it is a difficult game unless you change the, the difficulty. So you can on the fly, though, which is nice story. If you just want the story, uh, less challenging, but still fun and, and, and engaging the good gameplay, or you can make it as difficult as you want. So I, I, I like that, that it's there for, because so then kids can play and they can have a good time or if adults want to challenge, it's there. So I really was uh, taken back by Kina and uh, it's only a $40 game too, which 
yeah. it doesn't feel like a short game. So um, I cannot see what they do next. I hope somebody uh, really gets behind them and makes them the next big thing in games. So Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Whew. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I was super impressed with how that game looked, and, and I'd like to get at it at some point. Uh, hopefully either I pick up a PS five or it comes to other platforms. So we'll, we'll see on that one. Uh, my number four is uh, a weird one that I didn't expect to have on a game of the year list, but again, something I've just been having stupid amounts of fun with. So I threw it on there. Uh, super Mario party superstars. This is like a greatest hits Mario party game. And, uh, after the last few Mario parties were just like, meh. This one is fantastic. I've been having a ton of fun with this. I love the games. I love like the throwbacks and like just it's it's just great. I hope they come out with some more boards for it that are you know, some more throwback boards. But like as is, just this one package alone uh, kind of makes up for like the duds of the last couple of Mario Party games, and uh, it's just great. I've been enjoying uh, again playing this, whether it's on stream or off with my wife. So that ha- might have something to do with it landing on top four, but uh, there we go. Mario party superstars. Very nice. Get to number three, ratchet and clank. Wow. Wow. Um, they, it's just, it's just a solid series. Um, and a lot of the complaints have been, it's more ratchet and clank, but you know what? That's not a bad thing. Um, they brought in the riffs. Um, they uh, really refined the weaponry again. They added in a new character that was playable. Um, and the story, I keep going back to story. I love story in games. I think it's a great medium for it. And it can really do some cool things. And this is the best story we've had in a Ratchet and Clank game. So I, I thought they really came to the party, uh, really made a solid game, performed beautifully, looked gorgeous. I mean, we always talk about, you know, uh, you know, games looking like Pixar. These games do look like Pixar and the fact that they're playable and it's, and it's fantastic and it's all ages, um, which is fantastic that Sony is bringing in some all ages games, which is fun in, a, in an era where sometimes you don't have many games for kids. So it's great that we've got this and, and it's such a, a good performance and just really love it. And, and the fact that they take uh, advantage of the dual sense, the sound, the vibrations, it just really blew me away. It's a great game. Um, like I said, it's it's not doing anything really, really new in the world of, of Ratchet and Clank, but sometimes that's good enough, and I, and I really love it. And I, I can't wait to see where they go next because it, they might be at a Far Cry uh, position where it's like, you got to do something new, guys, because you bring these games out on a regular basis and you have to really blow us away. So, But until that point, and I get tired of it and get tired of like constantly upgrading my weapons and seeing what they do next and just blowing up enemies in a fun and silly way, Ratchet and Clank, number three. All right. My number three is a big surprise for me because uh, I didn't like the first one of this series. And anyone that listens to the podcast regularly might know what I'm talking about when I say just that. Uh, but this is for, for anyone that, that's not caught up yet. My number three is new Pokemon Snap. Is the most played game on my Switch. I couldn't even believe that when I saw the tally. When I <laughs> like, got that like, you know, year-end Switch thing, go here for your year-end review. I put a ton of time into this game. And then thinking back on that, I was like, yeah, I really did love this game. Like, it's really, really good. So that's it. Number three. 
I'm, I'm not going to say too much more about it, but like I, I genuinely loved this game and uh, I love Pokemon, love taking pictures. Uh, that's that's kind of where it landed for me. My most played Switch game of the year, Pokemon Snap. Still no Pokemon camera printer. Still no. Still no on the printer. Okay. Didn't love it that much. It's not. If you get that before the Oculus Quest, Mark, I'm going to be pissed. All right. Well, we get to the final countdown, folks. Number two for me, which I thought was going to be my number one game of the year. Really, I did. Mm. And that is Resident Evil Village, called Resident Evil 8. Um, this is the game that I tried to play on Stadia and got a refund right away. Did not work well on Stadia for me, even with a high-end connection. Yeah, not great. Sorry, Carly. Um, got a refund, and then I got it on regular PC, and I love this game. It is fantastic. Resident Evil, I don't know what it is with that team, but they have continually been reinventing the series, going from uh, you know, uh, you know, a true survival horror to more of an action game, then going to a first-person perspective, changing characters, and then going to almost like a haunted castle back to a haunted castle in this weird European country with, with crazy, sexy, big vampire ladies and doing all the crazy things. The story is crazy. I mean, we talk about good stories. This game does not have a good story, but it is over the top, just chewing the scenery. They're having a good time. I believe the, the lady Dimitrescu won actually the, the actress of the year or actor of the year. Uh, yeah. So just, just great. Just the atmosphere they build. It's creepy. It's scary. It's spooky. It's weird. It's creepy. It's very Japanese once again. Uh, but I loved it and, um, looked beautiful. And that engine that they use is phenomenal. And uh, I believe it's everywhere, even on the Switch. I think you can play like a, I think there's a streaming version of it, maybe. You could be Or maybe right. I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I, I Honestly, I don't know about the Switch version, but yeah, that's uh, it's it's available everywhere else at least. So hell of a game. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, oh, I, yeah. I've, yeah. I've watched some of this game streaming, uh, like watched some people play this game. It's really great. It's 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 uh, it is good. It's just something I haven't picked up yet. So, um, yeah, really great entry in the series. For you sure. and Loren should like do like the couch co-op where you like hand off the controller when somebody dies. That'd be hilarious. Uh, as long as you pay for the uh, counseling or possibly the first lawyer, <laughs> when uh, she gets that that kind of a jump scare that I've been like, oh yeah, just play this. Don't worry about what it is. Absolutely. Um, Don't even tell her whatever we're going to play. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a fun little game. Definitely the way I want to do that. Um, all right. Number two for me. We've already talked about it. It's been buzzed and talked about by other people. Halo Infinite. The only reason that actually you know what no the, the my number one's a pretty solid locked in choice i was going to say the only reason this isn't my number one is uh is just because of some of the things that they held back uh, at launch but no that's a lie i don't know if anything could uh, like dethrone my number one but like this game is just what i wanted from halo uh especially the multiplayer side i will be a hundred percent upfront and say i'm not super far into the single player but I've played enough to be like, yeah, that's cool. I see what they're doing. I can appreciate this. Like you said, it's kind of like just a wacky, weird story. Like there's things like I really thought it was going to be a soft reboot, but they're, they are really throwing it back to the last few games. And like, there's things that you kind of have to know. And it's just like, whatever, cool. Let me go shoot some shit in the face and call it a day. And then you jump into multiplayer 
And that's where it shines for me. And that is like, honestly, if they only released Halo multiplayer, I think this would still be probably in my top three. But throwing in the campaign is just like icing on the cake with a cherry on top. Like this, the the multiplayer for Halo Infinite is just like you said, it's just like the best of Halo multiplayer with just, I, I mean, they, there are some problems. They've fixed the, they're, they're, they're fixing the progression system. They're fixing how things work. Uh, I've applied a couple of XP boosts that I got in like Pringles cans and stuff just to like make it feel like I'm progressing a little bit more, a little bit faster. But uh, even with all that, like it just, it feels like Halo. And going back in the Master Chief collection and playing old Halo multiplayer, you can like appreciate the modern things that they've added to this, but somehow make it still feel the exact same way that it did on Halo, like two and three back in the day. Like it is, it is just so darn good. Um, I could probably talk about this game for, for quite a while. And I probably will be talking about it as I keep playing it through the year and as co-op comes in and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to stop there and just say Halo infinite is my number two game of the year. Cause geez, it's a good game. <laughs> Tried really hard not to curse there because I'm sure uh, Sean and the kids are listening. But like, this is a good, really good game. Yeah, I think Sean's waiting for co-op. So I said, hey, are you right. sure you really want to wait that long? <laughs> it's May, man. It's going to be a long year. Sean, jump in. Exactly. I'll you know the next time I'm jumping in. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we are at the number one, Mark. Yes. And I will, uh, and, and you've mentioned this game before. I said I would be talking more about this game. And that is... Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow, we wow. Um, once again, this game was shown on E3. Didn't know what to think about this game. And after playing this game, beating this game, after thinking this game was done and realizing it wasn't done, and then finally finishing this game, um, I just love this game to pieces. Um, this game was an excellent marriage of the IP and, um, taking parts of the movie, parts of the comics, um, taking in what uh, the heart of what this uh, series, this, this franchise is all about and making it their own. Um, it has no right to be this good. Um, it's very similar to the Spider-Man games or Miles Morales in that, in that sense. Um, this is my favorite version of Guardians of the Galaxy comics or the movies. Um, and you'll see that not in the beginning, but as you have relationships with these characters and as they're all brought to life. Mm-hmm. Um, the soundtrack of this game is phenomenal. One of my favorite mechanics in this game, and I'm not sure if you've gotten to it yet, the huddle. Have you been yep. able to huddle yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've played enough of the game, man. I know, okay. I know this stuff. Yeah. So the huddle is fantastic because this is basically a power-up, and you are there as their coach. You are giving them advice. You pick advice whether it makes sense or not, they'll tell you. Like, that was the dumbest thing I ever heard. Or, <laughs> oh, we're ready to go. And you go in, and the song they give you when you get back in is phenomenal. It feels like, damn, my goodness, I'm I'm hearing Bonnie Tyler holding out for the hero, and I feel so good doing this. It makes me want to kick butt. Oh my goodness, they just nail it, and the side quests and the relationships you build, and then the mechanics. I thought I wasn't going to like, as I'm like, oh, I got to play a Star Lord. You're it. playing as Star Lord, but really, quite honestly, you are a coach, and you're telling 
you know, Groot to do this and Gamora to do that and Drax to that and Racket to do that. And then you're teaming up people and it's like, it's fun. And then you get your like super power charge and then you can choose your own and you can upgrade and it's a blast. And some of the cameos in this game are great. Um, I think the only nit I have to pick with this game is at times it does feel like it's still going on, but I honestly loved having time with these characters. So in a way, yeah, I totally get it. Um, And some of the characters that you fight and you, you experience are not going to be household names. These are a lot of deep cuts. So if you're not like a comic book uh, person, you'd be like, where's, you know, Captain America, where's other people? No, it's not that this is delving into that, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy era and space and cosmos and not the MCU that you know of, although there are some MCU characters. So it just really nailed it for me. Once again, the fact that I did not know I wanted this game before, you know, four or five months ago mm-hmm. just blows me away. So Guardians of the Galaxy, dang. Yeah, but it's kind of like kind of like uh, our game last year, Mark. It was like came out of the blue, made me very happy. So, yep. yep. I can't wait to play more of this. And again, you talking about it just makes me want to like hang up this call and play it and not go to work tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> here we go. take it. that work. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. That's uh, fantastic. I, I know if I put more time into this game, it would be higher on my list and I'm sad that it's not. So that's really all I can say. Well, it'll be the game on your list next year that you finally beat. Yeah, that's so, for sure. Yeah. I will, uh, will a hundred percent finish this game. Uh, but my game of the year, number one, I'm sure anyone listening now, you know what I'm going to say. Metroid dread. Let's not beat around the bush anymore. That is a hundred percent my game of the year. Like I said, I don't think it could have been dethroned by anything. I love the series. I've played every single game in the series minus, uh, what was it called? The, uh, Federation force shot one Federation force did not play that one. Um, like Metroid pinball is fantastic, but anyway, yeah. So hunters, hunters, any, any, yeah, I, I love, I just love them all. Uh, but Metroid dread was just tough and surprising and, uh, it, move the story forward and uh just it was just everything that i needed and wanted from this series that like so much so that metroid prime 4 can just kind of be delayed for now like get it right because it needs to be as right or better than this game or it's just going to be like oh man you guys messed up big time because like this game just came out of nowhere came out quick and was just freaking perfect in my opinion for as a metroid fan and someone that likes that kind of like tough um kind of rhythmic game that you really need to learn those patterns and get good at the patterns and um you don't mind dying and and one of my favorite games like a couple years ago was celeste it was a game that i died like six million times in but when you progress through it it makes for me, it makes me kind of like feel like, yes, I accomplished that. That is something that I just did. And this game was 100% that over again was I'm going to die 36 times at this boss, but that 37th time, they're not going to touch me. And that's how I beat like the final boss in this game was like, I just died and died and died and died. But the last time I did it, I felt like Samus. I felt like a badass. I did not get touched and I could rock through this game like, 
muscle memory and hopefully like not get touched by these enemies you know these these boss battles uh once you learn those kind of patterns now n- now i might because uh, you know i've kind of lost a little bit of that muscle memory but if i played this again like start to finish as soon as i finished it um i think i could have rolled through that game without without uh getting a lick of damage taken away because like it's you get that good at, at anticipating and stuff but um that is just what I wanted. That's what I needed. And Metroid Dread delivered that. So uh, that's that's my game of the year. It's a shame that I just I just realized after playing it, I'm just not a Metroid fan. I, I think that's what it is because I like Metroidvanias, but I've never beaten a Metroid, and I, I, I always bounce off them. I'm like, eh, okay, moving on, yeah. moving on. Um, so, um, yeah, I, so... I, I, it was, I was so excited about the special edition and everything, like, but I'm like, oh, I, I'm not feeling like I need to go back. My son enjoyed it. He beat it. So at least someone got some gameplay out of it. And, and I think that's great. But I'm, I'm just so happy that Nintendo wasn't resting on this for people. So, um, yeah. So, you know, great pick. And um, it's definitely the first 3D, you know, uh, uh, 3D HD Metroid game we've got. And uh, I'm glad they let... Samus Returns, which I think laid a lot of foundation and the developer letting them come back after that game didn't get a lot of like applause and 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 it didn't get the 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 love I think a lot of people wanted it to. Uh, that that team now has been elevated to make uh, a pretty fantastic game. Exactly, yeah, and it, I mean it, it's come up on a lot of like we we read through some of the lists and some of the things that people had added mm-hmm. to their their game of the year and like it, it it's come up a lot so i'm i'm really happy with with how that uh with how that happened so it's it, yeah it's it's good that it's getting the recognition and it's not just me being like a diehard metroid fan like yeah just loving it for whatever and it could be like you know a hot turd in the summer or something like that like it's uh again to quote something from bobby like in my heart of hearts I know this was like the game of the year for me. Um, and that's, uh, that's it. So like that, my number one heart of heart game couchy award would be, would be this game, but that's not how we do the couchy awards. Nope. We combine them. <laughs> we, we have a, a we, formula. We have yes. a, <laughs> we had a developed specific. at MIT and Harvard and we have a formula. Into this. <laughs> um, but that's why we needed, the Twitter vote because obviously we had a top five and no matching games on our top five. Um, so then we did the top 10 and it was still like a little sketchy. So we, we added in a point for each thing that we got on Twitter and discord. And, uh, we had a three way tie for second place. This is how freaking close this was people. We had a three way tie for second place, so the second place Couchy Award would go to Ratchet and Clank, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Metroid Dread. Uh, so the the higher something gets on on Todd and I's list, the the more points it would get. And like I said, I threw in an extra point for each time it was mentioned on one of those services through someone just like reaching out because we didn't get people to rank theirs right for the most part. So it was just like one point. Mm-hmm. Each kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that is that that's that. And I'm pretty impressed that again, after tallying everything, a three-way freaking tie for second place. Come on. Come. It's like a runoff. It's like a hanging chad in there, I think. 
<laughs> and it was almost a tie for the top one. And then, uh, and then we, we, we figured something out that, that knocked it down. It took a point off of Metroid Dread. So our game of the year, our Couchy Award winner of the year, Todd, do you want to take it away while I do a little drum roll? Absolutely. Absolutely. Congratulations, Master Chief. Halo Infinite is the Couchy Award winner for co-op mode game of the year. Yes. Finish this fight. Uh, I am I am very happy about that. Obviously, as my second Me choice. Me too. Uh, that is good. Um, I hope that it would go further up on your list once we get co-op mode, once some things are ironed out. I'm, I'm hoping that like in retrospect, it lands further up on your list. But that that's the weird thing with games now is they're kind of ongoing, right? Even mm-hmm. the most finished game is going to get DLC. It's going to get a year after. It's going to be a different game that's a broader game and, and whatever. The, the, there's very few games now that are released that are the exact same game six months to a year after they're released. So realistically, like you're, you know, you, you kind of have to cut off and say like, if the game was released in this year, it has to be in that year's game awards, or, you know, you kind of have to restructure your list of like ongoing game. Cause mm-hmm. you know, like if they really improved Avengers, let's say, and they knocked it out of the park with, the DLC that happened this year. And I played through all the Avengers DLC and was hoping to really fall in love with it. And I liked it, but I didn't like it. it I didn't think it really fundamentally fixed that game. Um, but if for instance, that game came out, it was a dud. They really fixed everything up and released the pretty good story DLC for the most part. Like there was some really cool stuff in, in some of those and some really cool moments but if they had have just ramped it up a little bit, I don't know where I'd put that, but I'd, I'd probably have to talk sure. about that. Like, just like the, the same way I talked about Fortnite, right? Like even chapter two in Fortnite was a little over two years old and just ended. And I talked about that tonight, but like, could I have put that on my top 10 list? Maybe. Oh, sure. I mean, people would put like, Destiny. Probably, right? Well, Destiny 2 is probably going to be talking about the Witch Queen next year, right? I mean, because that's right. a big content. Rock. Sure. Yeah. So the, the ongoing in games as a service and where is it going and continually. Like Halo, uh, we don't know what their plan is with the campaign because it's open world. Now they could do things. I don't know how the game ends. So I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming Chief doesn't die. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but they could do a lot of things with making more missions. And then you could do things. You could get raids. You could have could strikes die. you could he take could. over as your character from multiplayer like chief people would love that 100%. no they wouldn't be, no. <laughs> they would hate okay. that <laughs> like i think some people would because it would be like yeah. destiny right yes. like it would be the guardian yeah it, saving after, the world let's say after co-op comes out if like the the year two plan or the year three plan is yeah we're opening this sucker up to like raid parties and go do this and mm-hmm. go do that and like you can finish the story and then the getting four getting four, right up, four getting four spartans getting in there oh like, that would be so fun yeah 
to continue on missions or do this or do that. Because that's the PVE I want, Mark, in Halo. I want to do, uh, I want to take on bosses. I want to take down a Scarab. I don't want to take around four more Spartans. To me, that's boring. I don't care. I want to take down a huge boss and play together and have like uh, mechanics. You're like, oh, you guys have to stand over there or you have to do that like in Destiny. So I'm like, I hope that's where this goes because then that changes the game completely. And there's nothing saying that it couldn't happen in... Even like year two, year three of absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. If this game is really going to be infinite, who knows? We could see something like that. So it could be, you know, like what's your twenty twenty three game of the year? Oh, it's Halo Infinite, right? Yeah, they just added like absolutely you know, chapter two, and it's it's opening things up and and doing all this new stuff. So we're counting it as a new game. Like it, you know, it's it's such a weird time in gaming where uh, someone, oh man, who was complaining about that uh, not that long ago? Um, Oh shoot! Uh, one of the guys that was—he was just on uh, We the Gamer Cast. Oh man, the sh- the show's like completely escaping my my brain right now. Uh, <laughs> One together. I gotta look it up. Royal City Games Cast. Uh, they were just saying that, like, you know, you used to buy a game and it was just done. Uh, and it was it was you know what you got was what you got. Now you buy a game and it's like here's you, even if you put the disc into your system, there's still like a hundred gigabyte download, and it's like that can be annoying. I understand that, but it can also be amazing because like absolutely, you're not stuck with a cartridge that's broken and it's never going to be fixed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's good examples yeah. and there's bad examples, but uh, I'm I'm happy with Halo Infinite landing where it is. Uh, Guardians. I mean, any one of these like the t- the three way tie for second place with Metroid. It would be Guardians hard for me to swallow though. Metroid Dread when it wasn't even in my top list. So. <laughs> I, I think I would have some heartburn. I might have to, I have to, might have to like call for like a review of the boat vote or something, Mark at that point. And I, I suppose I could have felt the same for Ratchet and Clank, but I, I know the Ratchet and Clank series. Is I would throw that. Oh, I would, I would remove that I, from the, yeah, no, I, I would remove that from the, I wouldn't, the, I wouldn't the roster. Do that cause, uh, cause I loved Ratchet and Clank for PS4. Like that was amazing. And I've watched a tiny bit of this game and I know it's good. I just don't have a PS5 to play it. So uh, there we go. Um, that's that's it for this year. So uh, let us know what you thought of the Couchy Awards and what your favorite games. I still want to hear, even if uh, if you get it in late and it didn't make, doesn't make the show, uh, I want to know your favorite games of the year. And like, you know, any other categories that you feel like chiming in on, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, and you know, if you have an idea for a, a future awards, let us know as well, because uh, we would obviously like to adapt and uh, make it even better next year. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, that is it for the show. You know what? But you know what? We're gamers at heart. So, Mark, if people want to game with you, where they can, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Canardian. Uh, and just, you know, hit me up if you want to play something, but, uh, if you want to hit me up directly on a system, you can find me on Xbox and switch. And that's just Canardian. Uh, I think it's uh Canardian eight, four, three, seven or something like that on, uh, on, on Xbox. If you need like the, the number afterwards, I had someone tell me it was hard to find me just searching Canardian. So I need to learn hmm. those, uh, random numbers that Xbox kind of forces you to, to put on the back of your, uh, your your name um but anyway it's uh that's it you can i'm sure you can find me at uh at canardian eight eight four three two i was close sorry i just looked it up on the xbox app but uh i'm sure you'll be able to find me and if you can't uh hit me up through twitter the underscore canardian 
Excellent. I'm at TOXTRA on Twitter, and I'm Spartion98 on Xbox and Switch, and Spartion1998 on PSN, also on Steam and some other places. That's where you'll find me. Um, so that is it. And Mark, just one last thing. Um, Spotify added ratings. So if you want to you know, rate us on Spotify, please do. Love this. Now our Android can get in the mix. And if you yeah. like Spotify and that's your service, rate us there. You have to listen for a while first, though, before we allow you to do ratings, but please do. We'd love it. Interesting. Yeah. And of course, you know, if, uh, if Apple podcast is your jam, um, rate us there too, or, uh, you know what, just even sharing the show through Twitter or somewhere else, uh, telling your friends about the show is greatly appreciated. So, uh, thanks. Thanks for listening. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, as I always said, check out our wonderful artwork from this show and see our beautiful faces on YouTube. It's there. Mark puts the video together, and it's out there typically right around the same day that the the audio uh, podcast launches. So uh, like us, subscribe, and tell us what you're liking about what we do in the video landscape. So that is it. Another couchy is in the bag. Oh, my goodness. We had a blast. Mark, thank you. Thank you, friends, family, for listening. Be awesome to each other. And remember, it's always better to game together. Happy New Year. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.